0: Hello, and welcome to the Emotional Expedition Podcast. I'm Meg Thomas, and if you want to live a more open-hearted, magical life, it all starts with your emotions. This podcast will take you on a journey, helping you to better understand, express, release, and heal your emotions. Let's get exploring. Welcome back, and welcome to Season 2 of the Emotional Expedition Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. When I decided to take the month of August off, I had no clue what was in store for me. It was truly just an intuitive decision, and it seemed like a good enough one. What I didn't know would happen was I would be experiencing COVID for the first time. I really thought I could avoid it and that I would need not only that month, but another month to fully get back into the swing of things. I try to do my best to live in alignment with my intuition, my inner knowing, because I've experienced the consequences of not listening. And very often our intuition doesn't make sense to us at the time. It's like we're only given the next breadcrumb or the next step and not the entire picture but there's this flow that exists with living intuitively that doesn't happen when we're trying to force or control things. For me, how I notice when I'm out of sync is when it feels like I'm swimming upstream. And so many of my first indicators are how I feel. What emotions am I experiencing? Is there a frustration, resentment, anger, envy, and the list goes on. Our emotions can offer us so much information about how we are living our lives, so this is why I'm here to do another season of the Emotional Expedition podcast, so we can dive even deeper into our emotions and our understanding of them. We have lots of incredible interviews coming up that I cannot wait to share with you. And to kick things off with episode number 50 and the launch of season two, I have two very, very special guests whom you might remember from season one Tracy Dando Mergler, the founder of Safe Space, who was here for episode number 35, and Jamie Weisberg, the founder of Head Northbound and now the new shop, Northbound Mind and Body, was one of our first guests from episode 14. The three of us are here to share an incredible collaboration that was, of course, you guessed it, intuitively inspired. And it's called The Root to Rise Retreat. And it's happening at the magical property of Vanderkamp at the end of this month. And we are here to share all about it and the power of retreats. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Jamie. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have both of you here and for us to talk about what it is we have cooking what it is root to rise so before we get started what's one word what you're feeling right now or it can be many words whatever that looks like and we want the truth what are you feeling right now I feel excited all right that was Jamie yeah. I see? Would
1: probably, too. Sometimes it comes off as like a little anxiety for me. Right. But if I transfer that into excitement, it's like game on. So here we go.
0: Totally. And me, and of course, always full transparency. I was feeling a little flustered. This was the first podcast recording in two months and a m- myriad of technological things were happening. And then just coming back to this place of being grounded, and what it is we are here to do. So let's talk about retreat. We have all had very different experiences of what retreats have meant in our life or what healing containers look like. So why do you think a retreat can be a place for transformation? Why do you think that is? Who wants to go first?
1: I'll jump in. I think that with most of our lifestyles, there is not the time to pause, reset, connect that we wish there was, right? We find these pockets of time, right? A a 10-minute meditation in the morning while the scrambled legs are burning on the stove and the kids are screaming and the dog is outside, right? We find these pockets of time, the yoga session, but your watch is still continuously going off on your wrist and you're getting notifications that this email and that. And so we are so tuned in all of the time that I don't even think we realize what it's like to come back to ourselves, disconnect and sit in silence, right? And then you add the factor of doing that alongside a hundred plus other community members, right? And there is just this power in numbers and this power through connection that happens that really there are no words for it because we all experience it very differently, depending on where we are in our process, where we are in our journey, right? So really until you experience it, you don't really understand the power of it. And so for me, retreats in the past have looked either like yoga retreats or retreats where I felt like I needed to fix something, right? Fix myself. Mm. And so this is going in with arms wide open being like, I'm ready to receive whatever comes, whatever happens, like I'm ready. And that is the magic of what we are creating.
0: Mm, You said so beautifully. Jamie, do you have anything you want to add to that?
2: Sure, yeah, I love everything Tracy said, and I agree. I also think for me, when I've gone to retreats and been a part of them, it's the intention that I'm going in with to just take time for myself, to be at, be present in where I am, to put my phone down, to put my computer down, to really place it's I always talk about how when you're intentional about where you put your attention, And they're two different things, your intention and your attention, but I think they work like partners. And so if it's really being intentional about where your attention is going that day and trying to just check out of, yeah, like Tracy said, we're all running a million miles an hour in any given day. We're also in some ways in our own silos at all the times. You know, we're in our own heads, in our own houses, in our own homes, in our families, and Doing what we're doing, but just being able to tap into community and other people and the contagion of emotion in a space like that, where everybody's there for their own reasons, but there's also just that collective energy of mm. a bunch of people trying to tap into something, you know, whether it's their self awareness or other people or nature or whatever they're trying to come away with from that experience, I think there's just this energy that's different than the real, the quote unquote, real world. I know we're, I know it's real. I don't know. It's part of the world when we're at a retreat, but it's its own energy. And I think it's really contagious to the people that are a part of that. And then trying to hold on to some of that to go back into your day-to-day. So... Being able to... Actually, I was just doing a a couple-hour workshop in the space yesterday on the disease of busyness, I call it. And I talk about this idea of how do we retreat daily? We can't always go on a retreat, but how do we take what we maybe get from a retreat and bring it back to our day-to-day? So that's also my hope with this retreat is that people are learning tools and connecting with others and making connections where they can take some of that and retreat back in their day to day from time to time and put a few of those things in their pocket, you know, hold on to some of it because we don't always get a chance to retreat. And how can we both have that really powerful experience, but also how can we take some of that back with us to use on our day to day when we really need it?
0: Mm. I love, I love these intentions of. What it is, we hope people get out of this retreat, get out of this experience, and that there is an individual experience and a collective experience, which is really, really beautiful and powerful. I'm thinking about myself and some of the retreats that I've been to, and I think what I've experienced is truth, is This level of authenticity in the sense of some of the things that we wear, being a mother, being a daughter, being a wife, being a friend, all of those things that are asking us to give in certain ways. When we show up at a retreat for ourselves, we can be just Tracy, just Jamie, just Meg, like... We can step into that and hold that. You can go the whole day of of a retreat and never even tell anybody that you, you know, what all of your things are, what your job is in your real life. You can just be in that way and come back to yourself and maybe hear the messages that you have been seeking. So for some retreats, I have gone for healing. Absolutely. like Healing has been the intention. Some retreats I've gone for clarity. I've been confused about what my next step is. Some retreats I've gone to almost try on something or step into something, step into a new way of being. Maybe it was for my business or where I was able to be this is the energy that I want to create. And so I think we can go in with any intention and it's totally, totally okay. If you don't even have an intention of, of what that looks like, we will meet you there. Like we'll meet you there. So I think you both brought up some great points. Like what is it we hope people are going to get out of this retreat? I mean, for me connection is the first word like connection with themselves coming back to this reconnecting with themselves and maybe a spiritual connection as well, which is a part of my path or also connection with others and new people and new friends. And maybe there'll be some other friends. Somebody told me I was doing a sound journey last night and she said, me and three of my friends have already signed up. And like, we can't wait to go. And I was like, I love that. So you may be coming with people and you may be meeting new people. Tracy, what do you hope people leave with? I think the tagline, I think the connect and be seen
1: is just, I think it sums it up for me. So everything you spoke of, the connection to self, the connection to others, right? But this be seen part as well. Like, from all the work with Safe Space, sitting through support groups, I have found that so many people just want to be seen, want to be heard, and their feelings want to be validated. Like, and even if you gave them the fix to their life, the quick fix, the the long-term fix that you handed it over, like, doesn't mean they're going to grab that, right? They're, that's not necessarily what people are looking for. They are just looking to basically have someone like really witness them and hold space for them. And I don't think that many of us have had that authentic space held for us, unless you sit in a therapist's office or are able to have that with your partner or your close friends to really be listened to such a simple concept. And so that is my goal that people come into this event, even people that you said, don't even know, right? They're just putting themselves out there They don't even really have an intention for the day, but they walk away truly feeling connected and seen.
0: What do you think, Jamie? What do you hope people walk away with?
2: One of the things that was coming up for me when you were talking about how as all these roles and hats that we wear that were givers and we're constantly putting on the next hat and we go to the next role, we go to work and we have the work hat and then we go home and if we have children or parents we're caring for or partners and we put on that hat. And what was just coming up for me right now was this idea of first just allowing, because we're not putting something out. It's that energy of we're always on the go, go and giving. I First, just allowing what comes at us, just enough stillness to just allow what's happening. And then receiving of what that is and allowing ourselves to receive. So I think, you know, we... I know the three of us and all the work that we do in the world are very altruistic and giving and trying to help others heal and process and learn and grow. And I think most people to some capacity in the work that they do and in the roles that they do are doing the same. So I hope people just come and allow space to see what happens, see what comes up for them. See what messages, whether it's from another person or from the land or from whatever experience they're in, that they just are able to allow and be open and receive what comes to them. And that it's okay. It's okay to take a whole day, even many, many days, but we're just doing this one day. But it is okay to take a whole day to just be and allow what happens and see what comes out of that and see what you learn. I think that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to, to just receive. So I hope people receive whatever it is that they need. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to
0: intimate retreats, really intimate retreats. And I've been to really big events as well. And this is going to be a bigger event we can fit 105 yoga mats in this space. And so what are some of the ways that we can create intimacy with a big group? How how are we going to do that? So you can have this feeling, this collective energy. We all know when I was doing the awe podcast, I came across some really cool research on awe. And there's these experiences of collective awe, which is like being at a concert together, being at a sporting event together, and you're all riding this wave of everyone around you. And actually our nervous systems are like coming in sync. Our heart rates are matching people around us. Like there's been science proven now to this point. So on a big scale, we're going to feel this collective awe of everyone, which I think is really going to be a beautiful, powerful part of having this many people in the room. And then how do we create intimacy on a smaller, more personal level? Do either of you have anything you want to share about some of what's going to be coming for this? I think for
1: me intimacy is created through a safe space and vulnerability, right? You have to give to be able to receive. I always try and use this example, like if you've ever tried to open up to somebody that wasn't willing to match your vulnerability and it kind of, it stops you, right? It's like, okay, I'm I'm getting really vulnerable here and they're not matching me. This is not safe anymore, right? And it kind of, Stops you in that process. And so for me, I think it's these breakouts that we have planned. These is as we take the larger group and break them into smaller chunks. And as that happens throughout the day, it allows this connection to happen on a more intimate level with a smaller group. But then I also think as we come back together and the day proceeds, that trust and that safety grows with each thing that we do, right? And we start to sort of slowly let our guards down and slowly let off that coat of armor that we've got. And we start to dip our toe into some of these practices and listen to others. And all of a sudden, we have created this bubble of safety, right? And then it doesn't take the small pods to be intimate. We can do that in a much bigger group. But it's a collective its a collective energy that happens as we all slowly take a step forward out of our comfort zone and welcome sort of that vulnerability as a group. So that's where my head is right now around that.
0: Yes, I love I love the small groups. Anything you want to add to that, Jamie? Yeah,
2: what's coming up for me is, I think even, I've never really thought about this until well, I just now thought about this. <laughs> but I think one of the pieces of what makes retreats Intimate and vulnerable by its nature. And if you think about, I love, and I know both of you are Brene Brown fans. I love when Brene Brown talks about true belonging and connection really starts by belonging to yourself first. And I think anyone who chooses to go to a retreat is just checking one mark in the box of like belonging to themselves and taking a day out for themselves. So I think even the nature of anyone who signs up to go to a retreat said, I belong to me enough that I'm going to take a whole day just to focus on myself and do whatever it is that I need. So I think there's part of the nature of retreats in an essence, creating Intimacy because everyone has checked that box in some way of belonging to themselves. I think we also are really committed to helping people foster that process throughout the day by choosing what they want, by doing that. There's no, you don't all have to take yoga. You don't all have to go do breath work if that feels uncomfortable to you. You don't all have to even join into these intimate circles that are supposed to build the intimacy. It's like you do you and connect to you first and your needs. We're going to support you wherever you want to go. If you're an extreme introvert and feel uncomfortable in certain situations, or if you need, if your extrovert needs a little loving and it needs to be put out there to, you know, we're going to foster that sense of choosing yourself first throughout the day, which then I think that belonging creates an intimacy and a vulnerability and a connection because everyone there is going to know that this is whatever they need and also whatever they're not meeting and not comfortable with, we're going to meet them there.
0: Mm. So beautifully said. I think that would be a big moment for me is my hope is we can reconnect with our intuitions on an even deeper level. And and I think the way that the three of us are approaching this is Let's let your intuition guide you. So if what you need is to go for a walk in the woods by yourself or go for a walk with someone else, like we support that. So if you hear yoga or breath work or movement or any of these things, and it's like, oh, not for me right now. We support that. And I think we're going to lay that foundation. We're already talking about it now. And we're giving people permission to do that. I was leading a retreat in the Adirondacks. It was so beautiful. And, you know, you go into these moments and of course I want everyone to have their big aha moments, like with me and in the group and like, let me see it and be witnessed because of course, like, I want to see that I live for those moments, but I have to let go of that. I have to trust that the container is doing whatever needs to happen. And it may happen a week, someone may have an aha moment a week, a month after a retreat or an experience. And so in this example, it actually happened at the retreat, but this one woman, the next, I don't, it was like a two or three day retreat. And so, you know, on day two or day three, she came to me and shared that she had this like, profound moment. And it was out in nature by herself, like sitting by a creek, she got what she needed. And so I think when I think of myself as a retreat leader, I'm just holding that space. I am holding the container in the space. And some people will have their moments right there with us in the room. But for many, it may come out on a walk, it may come in a canoe ride, it may come later. And we totally support that as well, which Brings me to Vanderkamp. I mean, I feel like Vanderkamp is the fourth co creator. So there's the three of us. And then Vanderkamp is an energy of its own. It is this beautiful, magical property. I have had, I've been there maybe four times now. I Every single time, it's the land. It is, I mean, they have beautiful, luxurious cabins and all the things but for me, it's this piece of land. It is about 850 acres. There's a beautiful pond and you can go in the canoe. And if you're feeling brave, you can take a cold plunge. There's many places to be alone. There are places to hike. There are fire pits outside. There are fireplaces inside. I really feel lucky that the land is just going to offer us another element, another way of nurturing us. And we even have a room set up. Jamie, do you want to share any ideas that you have for in this room of connection? We're just in that planning stage of what we're going to add to this room, but we have a room where people can not be in the main room. So stay. They don't want to go outside and be in nature. Say they want to be cozy by the fireplace. We've got that set up. Do you have anything you want to tease them with as far as what we might have going on in there? Sure.
2: Just like we were talking about this idea that it's really about them. You know, Each person's journey for the day and doing whatever it is that they need. Having some little stations and places set up. For self reflection and activities. My background's in positive psychology. And so I've been a part of many experiences where we set up different positive psychology based stations and interventions that are really reflective and maybe things in ways that you haven't thought about yourself, but also include elements of play or delight or fun. I don't want to tell exactly what's going to happen. I want to delight. I want to bring in the delight in the and the intrigue of Mm
0: -hmm.
2: these things be. But yeah, there's so many neat ways that we can look at ourselves and understand ourselves differently just by, there's a whole book called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life or something around that, where just even some prompts to be able to think about ourselves a little bit differently can really, again, help us tap into some of that Voice and that intuition and that internal knowing that we don't always happen to hear in a lot of the noise. And when you're in a beautiful location with a whole day where you get to choose you and pick little things, there might be something that might spark their interest that we have set up that they can just, yeah, maybe there is a breathwork session going on and that's just not your jam. And we don't want to make anything your jam that's not your jam. We want you to make your own jelly. So, <laughs>
1: you've
2: never heard that i, I like it good <laughs> listen i make stuff up all of the time i actually had a track coach that used to say jamie joe you're on a roll watch out for the jelly <gasps> oh. <laughs> that's, that's a fantastic. little shout out to uh, george ball anyone that's from liverpool high school that happens to be listening to this he was a, a goofball but yeah. So I just think we're going to have some, I love to delight. I love to make people, I love play. I love things that are different that you don't see in your day-to-day world. And so I think we'll have a little of that set up for people if they just want to have a little break and play around with something or experience something. I do love a good handheld shredder where you can shred anything that's not serving you. So maybe there's a little tease, a little shredding station. That kind of idea where you can viscerally feel yourself letting go of something that's not serving you. Yeah. Something like that. So Mm. I love love
0: that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was thinking about this seed, the seed was planted for me back at another retreat at one of my beloved teachers, Sarah Swati's retreat in June. I started to have this vision of holding a day retreat. For a couple of reasons. So I love intimate three, four day retreats for 12 people. And very often they cost quite a bit. So sometimes that is a barrier to entry. And so with this, I was like, we can make this more affordable. So right now, our early bird pricing until October 8th is $145 for a whole day. Registration starts at eight will start at 9 and go until 6 p.m. So we worked really hard to make this as affordable as we can that, that people can come. We also will have some scholarship opportunities available that will be rolling out in the next week or so for anybody who just knows they need to be there and can't do the funding right now. And that's okay. We hold that space that we we all have a belief that healing should be accessible to all. And so that's a part of our mission. Another part is this is going to be giving back. This is going to be giving back to Safe Space Organization. And this is going to be giving back to Jamie's Northbound, her lending library and her new space, which is just incredible. So giving back is at the heart of of all of us. And When I started to have this seed planted, I was like, okay, I could try and do this on my own. I can do this by myself. Like I've led retreats. What would that look like? And the more I felt into the idea, I thought to myself, this could be so much better if we do it together, that there are things that the two of you have that I don't have, which is amazing where we complement each other i do truly believe that this event is going to be so much better because the three of us have just so beautifully come together to hold this space and we all offer something completely different and there's been big retreats in the area but they've been a yoga retreat and that's the focus on it and festival and that kind of vibe this isn't that this will have of course, movement is a part of what we all believe in as well. So there'll be movement in and out throughout the day, helping us process and get to these places in ourselves. But I guess my question, the long way of getting there is, what kind of magic do each of you see yourself bringing? What is it you want to offer or a part of who you are that you want to bring?
1: Jamie, if you want to jump in on that one, like brainstorm a little bit, go for it.
2: Sure. I'm just always waiting for you to start because I don't know. I, I'm like, okay. it's Tracy going? Am I going? Sure. What is my special sauce? Well, I think there's a lot of me. I always say I'm a little bit business suit, a little bit Birkenstock. Like I kind of blend this. Feel that? Yeah. I just blend these two worlds of for me I'm kind of a science nerd I've studied the science of positive psychology which is if people are on the line or listening in the future are I guess there's no one currently on the line but the three of us but for those listening in the future positive psychology is a field of psychology so it's the scientific study of human flourishing, of well-being, where traditional psychology focused on how do we support and treat mental illness and help people overcome trauma, we were really only getting people up to this neutral point. And positive psychology is how do we really help people not just survive and not be an illness, but how do we support people in their pursuit to live the life they want to, to feel well, to truly have mental health and physical, you know, and we bring in the physical body as well and the mind-body connection, and so it really is the science of well-being. And so I bring in a lot of the science piece, which I really love, which is also sometimes some people's permission to feel into a little more of the stuff that maybe feels a little more rah-rah or, you know, sometimes when people are like, oh, there's a science to this. They are like, okay, let me see how that works. And there's just so much we've learned in the field on truly what brings us happiness, truly what brings us connection. And it's a really hopeful, beautiful science. So I love to teach and share strategies and tools and techniques from this field. And so... You know, I hope to sprinkle some of that into the natural way that we're all kind of gathering together. So that's probably what I would say is is my little sauce that I'm gonna I'm gonna add into the pot. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: We're like the perfect yin and yang because I am like all feeling no science. <laughs> I don't really care what science says, I'm feeling something different right now, right? Like my so I think you hit it right. Like, my background is in education, right? And as a special educator, it was to differentiate. So, I read people, I consider it one of my superpowers. I read people and then I create and I differentiate based on that person and those per that person's needs, right? And so, I think that that's sort of one of the concepts behind safe space, right? I created a space that I didn't have that I needed in my recovery journey. And it was different. It was more of building this idea of all of these tools and how our toolboxes look different, each and every single one of us, and and giving each other permission to go inside and to find that voice and to start to trust that voice again, and then to build a life based off that, that voice, right? So one of the things I really hope to bring is this. Bringing people together, right? Creating safe spaces, but also allowing people to connect on a deeper level and helping them find those places within themselves, naming them, going to them, using different techniques, different tools. And yeah, and then empowering them. Like empowerment is a big thing. And it's something that I feel has been left out of the mental health field. If I had had somebody in my corner, Cheering me on through my recovery process, like just telling me it was okay, just giving me permission at times when I couldn't do it myself, I feel like things would have been different. And so, empowering people to really do this work is something I love. So, Mm.
0: I love it. I really, I just every single step of the way of the planning and us coming together, I really have such this deep belief in we're better together, that we're going to be able to offer so much more in such a different way that I really don't think we're seeing other people do. So my special thoughts, I've really been leaning into this. And I have recently become much more aware of what it is I do. And I am... Wildly comfortable with the uncomfortable. So I don't set out to trigger people. Like, that's not, I don't wake up in the morning and I'm like, who can I trigger today? That's not it. But I have chosen modalities, the things I'm trained in breath work, kundalini yoga, right? Some would say a more weird yoga that's just a traditional yoga, these kind of things. For years and years, and I finally just realized like, oh, okay, this is my magic is if in fact something comes up for you, if you are crying, if you are dealing with grief or shame or even anger, I can hold that. Like I can hold that energy while you move it through your body. And I think that's what I bring. I think just that container of, and maybe that's how I create a sense of safety is just this place of non judgment and just letting whatever wants to be seen and witnessed to come out. And I experience this, you know, on a weekly basis with breath work that whatever is living there inside of your body for me. My belief in in this podcast is all about our emotions, our trauma gets stuck in the body. And it's our responsibility to move them through and to let the healing take care of us. Let the healing, uh, let our breath, let our bodies help be the healer. And so I think we all have such different things that we're bringing. And we've all said it, we don't even know what's coming. We're setting a plan and we'll have this plan, but we don't even know what is gonna happen that day. But I know it's going to be big and powerful and we're not stopping. Like we're not stopping until this entire area is feeling in that healing energy. Yeah. I just had
2: a I yeah I had a tell little, um thought Please. based on the names of our companies. <laughs> We're creating a safe space Mm -hmm. where people can go on their own emotional expedition and continue to move northbound. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you can't make those up. Yeah. 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 Just, just came to me, but yeah, that's, that's that's kind of, and it really is. Those things are very much the essence of what we do and each other we're bringing together. So. And
0: we all feel deeply about our community. We feel deeply about Central New York. We feel deeply about not only we work in ways where it's virtual and it's with people across the country, but we all have a passion for making Central New York a better place to live. And this is how we do that.
2: Yeah. And that's also why I love that it's at VanderCamp because oh, yes. there's You know, you can go to Omega or Menlo or any of these larger retreat centers, Mm -hmm. upstate New York or in Massachusetts. And I just feel like that's also making it very accessible to have, it's not only an affordable price, but it's just around the corner. You're not having to travel multiple hours to get there. You can go up in the morning and have a full day and still get home by bedtime. Hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we've had a couple of people say, oh, Friday, that's hard for me. I'm working. And this time of year, it's like weekends are hard. Weekdays are hard. It's all hard. And I would just ask you to check in with your intuition. Is this calling for me? And find a way. How can you make that work? How can you put yourself as a number one priority for one day you know we have six we're about six weeks out i think by the time we launch this podcast we'll be at five weeks out it is friday october 27th early bird pricing is 145 i'll include links it's root to rise cny is our website our instagram facebook all the things and the last question I want to ask is what are you most excited about, about doing this retreat? Like, what are you most excited about in this?
1: I can't wait to be in that energy. I cannot wait to watch people walk in and then watch them walk out mm. and to feel the shifts. And then when people leave and the connections that have been made, I've listed like four things already. I have a laundry list of things that I'm excited about, about this. Right. But just, oh, the power, like I can put myself in that situation right now and feel it in my chest. Like I, Mm -hmm. the power that is going to happen in that room. Oh, it just, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm the most excited about.
2: Yeah. I'm just really feeling the community piece and especially local community. I just, I'm so excited for our community for this. I just don't think there's a lot of this out there. There's some in pockets and in certain places, but again, a lot of times you have to travel far to do this. And I just think this is a really accessible retreat for so many people that maybe don't even do this often or ever. I'm sure there are, are people signed up that have never tried something like this. And so I'm just really excited for Central New York. I love mm-hmm. my, my home and I've done work all over the place and I, I just always come back to home and I'm just excited to, to have this and, and have mm-hmm. people that I just see on the street you know, locally that are now going to be in this experience that I think is going to be really unique and transformative. And mine, the thing I'm most
0: excited about is, okay, there'll be certain people that I'll know at the retreat that I'll already have a relationship with. The moment that I can't wait to experience is at the, you know, maybe it'll be around lunchtime. And then definitely by the end of the day, I will see people that I've never met before hugging, exchanging phone numbers, like, Full on vulnerability, embracing those moments. That is something I love so much about retreats is stepping back. And this happens at every retreat for me. And it's one of my most favorite things when I step back. And I'm like, huh, I helped bring together people that may have never met and their lives are changed now that they have a new friend, they have a new connection. One of my closest friends in my life, I met at a retreat, like we don't live anywhere near each other. We were brought together at a retreat. And so I know it can happen. And I love, I
2: live for those. Do you guys love that moment too? Oh, so much. I was Mm -hmm. just thinking, I do this thing at the shop called seven strangers for tea. And even after a one hour bringing strangers Mm -hmm. together, I have seen people hugging and crying in the shop and seeing that at a larger level, where people have taken out their whole day just to experience and connect, yeah, I, that's magic for sure. Mm-hmm. In
1: realm, yep, whole different realm. And for so many of us that don't have those those types of vulnerable connections in our lives, it just feels for me it's like a drug. It's like once I have that with a friend, once I have that with a partner, a something, it's like you're like God. This is I don't know, there's nothing more powerful than that to me. So the opportunity is endless in so many ways. It's asking people to kind of, especially the ones that have never tried a retreat or anything like this before, just to take a chance, to take a chance. Because we have some amazing individuals in this city and in this, count. like when you get a powerhouse of people in one space, just magic happens.
0: So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I just wanna say to all the men out there, we're inviting you too. Yes. So come on, dude. We are holding this space for you as well. There will be all of the pieces that will be for your journey, you know, at a typically at a sound journey, there'll be two or three men or at a cacao ceremony, two or three men there. And I'm always just in awe in awe of them coming into a container where there will be more women than men. Like, yep, I will say that there will be more women than men there, but we want you there too. We want you to know that. All right. So here we go. October 27th, we want you to come reach out if you have any questions. I will have all the links in the show notes and we can't wait to see you there. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for listening. And if you loved this episode, will you please share it with a friend or two? Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you're sure to never miss a single episode.